Too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast. A podcast for the lovely city of Lake Forest. Featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and artificial turf. My name is Pete and I'm Joe with the voice of Lake Forest High School Basketball, Football, Lacrosse, Chesty, Water Polo, Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers and listeners just like you. Shark Guy Beach Fishing is a premier South Florida beach fishing experience out of Longboat Key, Florida. Their world-renowned captains not only put you on the fish, but to help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on Facebook or at SharkGuyBeachFishing.com to schedule an outing. Shark Guy is your guy for your next charter. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Reverend Luke Back, from the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A, Elizabeth C, Coastal Lance, Otto, RDM, Johnny C. We'd like to thank the Breakfast Club of Lake Forest, Captain Mike's in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the Brat Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin as well, the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan, Illinois, and then the Greentown Tavern in Waukegan. Walker, how you doing, Scoop? Wow, doing good, Pete. How are you? How was the weekend? Bears win. Oh man, it was busy. It was yeah. busy. It was very busy. Uh, congrats to the scouts, huh? First win. Yeah, scouts had their first win. Blowout as as expected. Thirty-four um, zip. Forty-eight zip. Forty-eight zip. Yes. Wow. Uh, running clock and it was it was uh i mean i think the freshman probably could have beat him well keegan that's a big town isn't it yeah but i think the problem is that all the all the athletes have been going to warren i don't know how i think they opened up the borders up in gurney for, uh, they're just okay. gobbling up all uh you know the area kids and ironically yeah waukegan should be as big Waukegan should have a very competitive all sports, but they just seem to fuck yeah. them out of there. And they're playing at Warren. I was always wondering about that. And then uh, this week, homecoming. That. Homecoming. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of paint on the windows in town. Uh, yeah. With the exception should, of one certain business. More. There should be more. Why isn't there more? It's just a disconnect between the city and the high school and school spirit wise and all that. I mean, yeah. What's the I deal? Mean, if, 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 if those windows aren't painted, you'd never know it was homecoming and it's the biggest time of year for the high school. And it's just, you know, they should still have the parade. They should still have all floats, all the stuff they used to have. Help, help the newcomers out like me. When, when did the parade stop? Oh, years ago. I mean, but no one's wanted to resurrect it. And no one really, you know, gives it. I know they have, I still think they still have the, their uh, pep rally and all that, but it's very, you know, too many opportunities for hooliganism. What? <laughs> what are the losers back in town? No, <laughs> just, it's just uh, like how long only, ago, 10 years ago, long, 15, 20, know. 30. I don't know. I don't know. It just, um, you know, there's just not, there's just a, di- a big disconnect, but you go to other towns like Libertyville and 
you know, Mondelein and all this, and you go through their town and you know they have a high school and you know they have school spirit and it's because it's interwoven throughout the community. Lake Forest, it's not. But what what can you do? What why is it that way? Any idea? I don't know. Just I, we, I just we don't want to spend the money, what, resources. No. Why does why does everyone come to the games and leave? Apathy. Or not come to the game at all. Apathy. You know. Yeah. It's not a uh I just it, I think the community just is the, you know, I don't really care, you know, unless that my kids are involved. And yeah. That's too bad. Now, when you were growing up, biggest time of the year. Yeah. Well, I guess there's more choices now, I guess. I'm trying to make excuses here. I I, I don't know. Like what? School spirit? What's their different choices? Netflix? (laughs) Come on, Pete. (laughs) 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 Sort of out there. There's no, there's Uh, no alternate choices to having school spirit. And supporting your team and all that. All right, then. then, then not only me, team, but school and all that stuff. Well, answer me this, Scoo. As I'm yeah. walking around town and I see the beautiful paint, there's one yeah. business that doesn't have any paint on its windows, and I'm just Which wondering. One? It's right below the lantern. I can't think of. The I name. know. I was talking to uh, the varsity basketball coach who was doing the window above me. I said, "Why you guys throw something down there?" That's all, you know, thought he was going to, and he didn't. Can we just put Lake Forest podcast on? <laughs> sure. Come paint it. <laughs> I mean, not, it, it just, it just, you know, it, it, that's the whole thing. I mean, it's just, I don't know. You know, why, why aren't all the windows in market square like they used to be the class, each class used to do it and different teams. There's only a few select windows. I mean, I'll give you an example. I, I think uh, Sweets used to always have something on there. Nothing this year. They got a new store across the street. Nothing. Well, I mean, is it just a hassle of having kids in front of your store? Yeah. You know, showing. Stay off my lawn. Community and school spirit. I don't know. But I mean, oh, Sue's head cool. Cracker. I don't think. I know. She's cool. Like what? Maybe they is weren't it, approached. Maybe is they, it the boosters? You know, is it like? Because I don't know. It, you know, it could be a lack of or apathy within the student body. It could be lack uh, or apathy of the businesses. I don't know. But it's just not huh. apathy of the city. I don't know. Well, I hate pointing fingers, but how do we? Well, like, no, if we had a magic everyone. wand. How do we? Is there any way to like fix it, or we just don't want? It. There's a lot of ways to fix it. You can you can still have the uh, homecoming parade come through town like it used to do in the past. I mean, they start at the high school and come all the way down Western Avenue, turn and then go back up McKinley and to the school. You know, you, they used to on homecoming the senior class would paint the viaduct wall over by Gordon. That hasn't been done in you know three or yeah. four years. But I, I just, you know, I, I think there's apathy amongst everyone, which is sad. I'm not pointing it, a finger at anyone. I'm doing it on everyone. I mean, is it a safety thing for the parades? You know, the Highland Park thing? Is that? Oh, like, come on. You know, that's. But I mean, no, there, wasn't a, there no. wasn't a parade two years ago. So, 
right? going to play for years. It has nothing to do with mm-hmm. Highland Park. Okay. It's a, All right. Uh, excuses are not what, you know, it was okay one time to do it for years and years and years. And now all of a sudden, you know, you know, it hasn't been done for years, but you know, why not? Money. How many people take, <laughs> I don't know. You got to pay the cops. How, how, up. I, oh, come on. How difficult is it to, to have your classmates walk through town with the band and, you know, if you don't want to have floats, don't have floats. But how, how difficult is it to show that school spirit having a parade? Don't know. So uh, it's uh, the superintendent. Uh, is it? Oh, Pete, come on. You're looking city? for people to point fingers at. It's a lack of apathy in this town. Everyone. Okay. It can be uh, easily done. It can be easily done. No one wants to do it. Booster should do be we, doing it. The high school should be sponsoring it and doing it. The high school should work with the city to do it, you know, and work around all these uh, whatever issues they may be. The school board should be doing it. And, and you know, it, it's a whole bunch of people. So the school board meeting, I would just go up and I'd just say, hey, man, why don't we have more involvement in, in homecoming? You get, what, three minutes or something like where you can talk? I'm sure they'd love to what's hear from the, me. What's the school board do? They're going to go, I don't know. We've never had it. I haven't had it, you know, in years. Why redo it? I'm just asking, why don't, the, why that's, don't we? That's apathy. All right. Everyone takes no for an answer. And then everyone, you know, goes to the school board and everyone thinks, oh, God, the school board. Well, <laughs> Whatever they say must be, you know, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from the students. The students, the boosters, if they want to do it, they need to work with the city uh, and do it. And, you know, 10 minutes of a parade going through town celebrating homecoming, showing school spirit, showing community spirit. That's that's what it's all about. Like I said, go to neighboring communities, go through Libertyville, you know, school's in. They got signs up. They got, you know, everything. It just it's 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 just lack of, you know willingness to support well obviously there's some support but it's like half-ass support right well some of the windows are painted if nobody cared there wouldn't be any paint that's because they go to the the businesses and the business say yeah but why why aren't there why isn't every business saying come do it you know put flags up in town they'll put the flags in town you know probably i hope they will the small Saturday, businesses are worried about should getting be, uh, they should be and... they should be done all during the week. It's homecoming week. There's events all week. Yeah. Biggest, all right. it's supposed to be the biggest day of the uh, every high school year is homecoming. You know, they're trying the school home, the boosters are trying to rejuvenate this whole, you know, all class reunion type of thing. And, you know, they're making great effort at it. But everyone's got a participate you know including the city if the city doesn't want to do it you know it's a big big issue i mean is it a park and recs thing is it city no. manager thing is it no, it's, it's special offense is there a special events person no. that <laughs> it's the city and the school getting together and just let's do it when you say the city is it the alderman is it Jason, is you're trying to Pete, it's the city. You don't have to get one individual person, it's the city. 
Well, if nobody takes I know you keep well, you want no, this I just said it. The it's city. The city. Okay. The That's that right there is why nothing's happening because there's no ownership. Oh no, 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 no. That's not don't ever say that's the reason my my statement's the reason why. Absolutely not. Well, no, it's there's who are we pointing the finger at? Uh, I'm not pointing the finger at anyone. I'm pointing the I'm not pointing the finger, Pete, at anyone. I know you want me to point a finger, but it's not. It's a city and the school. Whoever you want to include in that, I'm I'm maybe we we want the city of Lake Forest. Period. Okay. And the schools need to work together to get more school spirit. Okay. So we need a spirit. uh, No spirit chief. Why is it that you have to take everything to the next level and, you know, we got to blame somebody? I'm not blaming. I want to fix it. It's if we want, <laughs> look, if we really, if, if the town really wanted it, it would happen. I guess the town doesn't want it. So that's fair yeah. enough. Could be. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the, you know what the town does want? What was kind of amazing is uh, I finally got a chance to watch the uh, city council meeting from last week. That is the okay. first time. That I've watched, you watched that one? Thing. <laughs> no, it's the first time where I've seen kind of the aldermen like get on the same page. My uh, comment earlier, I think the nine five is uh, the best fit for the usage by our community. So are you generally supportive of them continuing on the path that's on yeah, the board on the board here? Forward, it makes more sense to do nine five and seven six. Quick and to the point, I'm strongly in favor of the 9.5 acres. So thank you. Um, I also think 9.5 is the best option for all the reasons enumerated. I would also go with the 9.5-acre um, uh, configuration. Just to clarify your I position. I said 9 okay. okay, well, and the rest, I mean. It's fine. Okay, thank you. Uh, I fully support 9.5 acres. <laughs> Again, I fully support 9.5 acres. Thank you. That the nine and a half acres is the right one, and I think that's the way to go. So. so I'm coming into this new, and I'm fine with the nine and a half acre. Well, thank you. That's a pretty clear direction, I think. About as clear as I've ever heard. So without a, a vote, without an official vote. So um, I'll add to uh, what everybody else has said briefly. Um, if you look at the roster of the people and the backgrounds of the people that were on, the, and, and hopefully will still be on the advisory board or advisory committee, uh, because I, I too would like to see the conceptual vision plan, you know, the long range concept plan updated for some of the, you know, as new information becomes available. Um, it's an extraordinary collection of people who are real, real experts in some critical aspect of this, every one of them, and they all donated their time uh, they all work together uh, with a very large group of very capable and experienced city staff and, and a very strong consulting team. And it really, it really shows, and I think this project is going in a great direction. So, so thanks to everybody uh, for all that um, and, and for uh, getting us to this point. So. Progress is being made. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. Like the... The the issue was Surprise. do we want the do we want the large drink or the medium drink? <laughs> they said, give me the large drink, the the nine and a half versus is that right, right. nine and a half acres or something? I don't know. The 
field size. Uh, so as, we, as City Manager Wisha mentioned, this is kind of the, the big question for the night. Is it 7.6 or is it 9.5? Uh, so to, we wanted to ensure that the field size is appropriate for our community needs. We hired Johnson Consulting. Um, to, they, they are a, a company that provides strategic planning and, develop, and development advisory services for convention, hospitality, sports, real estate industries. Um, so we brought them in as soon as we could get them on board to help us have an independent look at this to determine what the best sizing is. So they worked in the end with our, the rest of our design team to give us their insights. Um, we brought them in to analyze the programming data from both the recreation programming, but also the private youth sports uh, organizations and guide us toward the recommendation of what size would be appropriate for our use. So based on that marketing assessment, Johnson Consulting determined the following recommendations. That the local character, and this is from their demographic study, that our local character is prime for a high utilization in youth sports programming. With above average youth population, that's the five to 24 year old demographic, there's been significant growth in youth and there's a strong market potential for high level sports facilities. They also recommend the larger 9.5 acre site will provide more fields and in turn allow for increased programming potential at the park. In addition, if more programming was consolidated at Deer Path, from other parks that is, the larger field layout will provide more field hours to be absorbed into the park so less pressure on other parks. Um, Johnson concluded that 9.5 was the right choice in their opinion, um, and it isn't building excess, extra capacity beyond what the community can expand. Um, they were pretty strong on that. They felt that 9.5 uh, was the right number for us. With that, I've asked uh, Steve to come up and give you an overview on some of the layouts of these, and it's just both in, it's gonna start with 7.6 and then go into 9.5. Thanks, Chuck, and good evening, Mayor and Alderman and Councilman. Um, so uh, just to sort of build upon then what, what Chuck was saying regarding the, the fields and what Johnson Consulting came about, we're gonna go over with you as a couple um, diagrams that show the difference between the 7.6 and 9.6 acre fields. So what we're really trying to represent here is the difference in flexibility that you have. While we're showing some specific layouts, these are by no means what you would be limited to, but these might sort of show sort of the wide ranges of what you could do from a standpoint of baseball, football, lacrosse, soccer, and other youth sports as well. And one of the other things that we came away with from the Johnson Consulting Report was an understanding that some of the, pri the most primary uses that you might see are those in sort of the, the U9 to U12 type multi-purpose size fields. So you're gonna see quite a few examples that represent how those can fit across the different, different ideas. Um, as some of you may know, north-south, while it might be a preferred orientation for field layout, when you're talking about you know, sports in general and doing various games and practices, it's common to, to stripe them both north, south, and east, west to get as much flexibility as you can. So you're going to see combinations of those two types of orientations 
throughout these two field types. What you've got on the screen right now is the 7.6 acre field size. And so you'll notice that, you know, sort of from top left to bottom right, uh, all these are going to be representing that the baseball fields would be oriented so that the infields are toward the four corners facing inward, just like it is now. That provides us maximum amount of flexibility for how you can stripe and do other purpose, other multi-purpose fields within that sort of footprint. And so from your, what you're seeing here, you can get uh, quite a few sort of U9 to U12 um, multi-purpose fields. You can get a few large full size, whether it's soccer, lacrosse, or football fields in this particular way. One of the differences you're gonna see as we switch over to the 9.5 acre field size is while the, the baseball fields might remain the same, you're gonna see that you can start to get a, a larger number of, uh, of your other size fields striped various ways when you move to the larger footprint. The other thing that we'll note is a larger footprint that we're currently showing, and we'll talk about this a little bit further on the next slide, represents a concrete walk down the middle of that, which does not show up in the 7.6 acre version because of the fact that the, the, the 9.6 acre has more space where you can get that concrete walk in. We'll talk about what the benefits of that walk can be. But as you can see, even with that walk down the middle, you can still get a larger quantity number of fields and have more flexibility and sort of optimum field layouts with the larger field size as well here. The other thing to point out about the, uh, the larger uh, turf field footprint is that one of the things that you might notice looking back on the 7.6 field layout is a lot of these layouts are tight. They're right next to each other, not just from the plane lines, but sort of what we call the runout zone beyond that, where players can go beyond the line if they're chasing a ball, where you could set up players and fans to for spectating and for operations. So in this, in this foot, smaller footprint, you have less space between fields to accommodate those type of operations. As you move on to the 9.5 acre field version, while you can do a larger quantity of fields, you can also gain a little bit more buffer space so that you could have more operational space for those kind of considerations. So from there, we kind of move on to, um, you know, focusing on the main area that Chuck had mentioned. So although, you know, right now we're kind of showing on the screen the, uh, the, the 9.5 acre version. The 9.5 acre is the turf space. So that does not include the concrete walk. It's all the turf space that you would have available in this footprint. Uh, part of the benefit of the concrete walk is that it provides more ADA access, you know, from north to south. While the project would have the loop trail, just like you have now, a loop trail going around the perimeter of the field, you know, that's sort of a long way for people to go to get from the north parking area down to some of the south fields. So this is a, a much more convenient and accessible route to the various fields. It also provides you space to get accessible seating and player, uh, player access. So if you are doing some striping of fields where people need to get to the center as opposed to the perimeter, it allows more ADA access for that, as well as setting up areas for player, uh, for fans to, to uh, view from there. So they're not just having to view from the perimeter or cross onto the field turf to view uh, middle games, but they have central viewing areas. And lastly, the other benefit that you get with the central walk is it provides sort of a, a, an infrastructure corridor where you can now put lighting. So the lighting isn't just around the perimeter of the field anymore, but now you can bring it to the center. And so you get a little bit more optimal lighting for those interior fields that might be um, played upon during evening hours. The other thing to point out on this too is as 
Chuck mentioned um, the shifting of this. So this particular plan does show that idea of this footprint shifted over to the east, which is why you're not seeing those additional amenities on the east side, like the playground and the shelter area. By doing that, uh, the, you can see the dark blue line in sort of the lower left corner there. That represents the 100-year floodplain. So we don't get completely out of it, but we get, more, it's, it's, we get more of the field out of it than what's in it without the shift. And so that's important for two reasons. The, the, more, the less that we are in the fl floodplain with the fields, especially since we need to raise their elevation to keep them out of that sort of that wet zone, then we, need, then we have more mitigation is required. So we need to do two things here, basically, from a stormwater perspective. We need to provide mitigation for the fill that we're doing in the floodplain, which is the filling, the raising of the fields, and we need to provide stormwater attention. And we're accomplishing that through really three things throughout this plan. We're accomplishing some of that mitigation in the, actually the stone base that's underneath the athletic surfacing, as well as a little bit of the work that's happening along the Skokie River that Chuck mentioned, where we're kind of taking what's already an eroded bank and kind of peeling that back a little bit and restabilizing it. Those two things get us some of the mitigation we need for having some fill within the floodplain. The stormwater is handled mostly through a combination of a little bit of the capacity that's also in the stone base, but also primarily what you'll see there on the, you know, just directly west of the fields is that open basin area. And so by shifting of those fields, what you see is the dark green represents the basin limits approximately without the shift. You'll notice a bold black line that kind of represents the expansion that we can accomplish. So by shifting those fields east, we get more space on the west for more surface area for the detention. And that's what kind of Chuck alluded to, that without the shift, there could be a need for some, uh, some, under, some more expensive types of stormwater detention. Did you have a clarification, Dan? No. Okay. Um, so those you would still have those. So in this, what you're represented here is the you get the 9.6 acre fields, you get the central walkway, the loop trail path, then the surface detention to the west, along with some little, a little bit of work outside the yellow box along the Skokie River for some of that mitigation we mentioned. You can see per, that uh, in this particular diagram, the buildings are outside of that, and that's going to be something that Chuck will talk about when he represents a little bit more about the budgeting. But was there anything else, Chuck, you wanted me to mention on that? All right. All right. Thank you, Steve. Um, all right. So uh, we next want to get to the costs. So um, <coughs> the project is, again, at 50%. Uh, I know I've said that a few times. But uh, just to make sure you know that these are just estimates uh, and that they could change. Uh, so the, the estimate for the 7.6 acre configuration is $11 million, uh, and the 9.5 is an additional 1.5 for a total of $12.5 million. And again, this is shifted east. If we didn't shift it east, that 9.5 would be potentially another $2 million. So we felt it uh, appropriate to um, keep this is a responsible amount. Uh, we, we were asked uh, to start this project. We knew what numbers you had, um, so we thought it was reasonable to keep it uh, at that level. Um, the important thing to talk about now is what this does include and what it does not. So the turf products um, are inc included in this uh, that meet the uh, evaluation criteria that I'm gonna talk about in a few minutes. Um, and it's important to note that a lot of the products that we looked at um, do 
meet or um, answer some of those environmentally sensitive uh, issues that were talked about. So they, they come at a cost. Um, a lot of the technology is changing um, and we were pleasantly surprised with some of the things that are out there. So a little bit more on that in a moment, but um, just so you know that, that doesn't, this price does include some of those products that do come at a, a higher cost. Uh, the second thing it includes is the elevated fields that I mentioned that approximately one foot lift um, to pull it out of the floodway, the 100 year uh, line. The walking path that goes around the entire uh, fields is also included in this. Site lighting uh, is included. Uh, the dugouts, backstops, bleachers, scoreboard, safety netting, all of that is included in these numbers. Uh, sports and maintenance equipment, so things like um, the equipment that we manage uh, or uh, maintain the turf with, uh, but also goals and things like that. Uh, and then the utilities for the three buildings that were mentioned previously. And then the west site natural areas and detention improvements. So that's what's included. What's not included in this cost estimate are the building structures. We are going forward with the design of two buildings, uh, the, the, the north and south bathroom. That was in the original contract with Hitchcock and their team, so that will continue, but those estimate, that is not in this estimate. Um, and as noted above, we are putting in the estimate for having the utilities to those buildings in case it is deemed necessary or uh, desired to put in those buildings. The second thing it does not uh, include is improvements uh, north of the field. All of those things that I mentioned earlier with parking lots and domes and all that, of course, none of that is included in this. Um, other amenities, the play sets, as I mentioned, that is not included in this cost estimate, nor are the boardwalks or the trails on the west side in that uh, natural area. It would just include the measures that would make it um, uh, uh, suitable for mitigation of stormwater, um, but it would be it would include the native plantings and all of that kind of stuff, and some bank restoration as well. So that's what's included and what's not. Uh, if desired, uh, city <coughs> staff could present. Uh, menu uh, for additional park items at a future city council meeting. We do need to have some direction on um, which items you're going to want to go forward with. Tonight, we are only asking uh, for direction so that we can move forward with design, and we're looking at the, at, you know, the uh, 11 or the 12.5 uh, figure. Yeah, I think also... Some of the ones that have opposed it are coming off <laughs> council <laughs> and so well, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> I've so already created I already made my mark and created a lawsuit in the city, so I'm okay. I'm done, so I'm gonna agree. Well, if you're talking about Rummel, even she was on board, so I agree huh? with it. Talking about, I'm talking about the, the, the lawsuit aldermen. The, yeah, well, she's one of the lawsuit aldermen. I know. And, and so was the other guy and you know but you know we couldn't i'm going back to rumble we couldn't leave things well enough alone yeah i agree with it but let's just make sure there's no lead in that plastic because i 
you know, I've also heard that some of these uh, synthetic grasses are made with lead in the paint product that they use. So, um, and even small amounts of that are not safe for children to inhale. So I'm assuming the industry has moved beyond that. <laughs> Did you? Who said anything about lead? And then Preshlak, he comes back, he goes, yeah, and make sure there's no asbestos in it either. No asbestos either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Steve's going to add to your. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like you know the the <laughs> classic. She is just like someone who's not in the know or doesn't bother to educate herself, but yet's going to scream since she has a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> and then that dude from the Muppets came on. You know, one of the guys up in the balcony. What's his name again? The guy that came up at, at the public speak. He said uh, that. Our turf is going to be so hot, you're going to cook bacon and eggs on it. No, I didn't see that. Paul Hammond, lifetime resident of Lake Forest. I read the 34-page research report on turf prepared by a Big Ten university. They had four main points. One, risk, increased number of heat strokes. Two, turf temperature is 55 degrees hotter than natural grass. Three, Penn State measured a surface temperature at a local field at more than 174 degrees Fahrenheit. You can fry an egg if the surface temperature is more than 158 degrees Fahrenheit. So the surface temperature of the turf is hot enough to fry bacon and eggs. The Consumer Product Safety Commission recommends that water heaters have a maximum temperature of 120 degrees Fahrenheit to prevent burns. The plumbing codes limit hot water temperature available to residents at showerheads shall not exceed 110 degrees Fahrenheit to prevent burns. The guidelines are not to use plastic fields when the surface temperature are above 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Since every Deer Path Intermediate student in the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grades will be exposed to the turf field in gym classes, you better have every parent sign a waiver indicating an increased risk of heat stroke and that the temperature of the plastic field has been measured by research scientists at over 174 degrees Fahrenheit. For safety reasons, the professionals have cooling fans on both sides of the turf field because of the excessive heat. They have oxygen tanks on both sides of the turf field because of the excessive heat. They have licensed medical doctors on both sides of the field because of the excessive heat. Ice and drinks available for all the players. Any city council member who votes yes for the expenditure for turf fields better make sure that the city liability insurance covers you for the next 10 years or the life of the turf whichever is longer, because when the first heart stroke case occurs, I'm sure the parents are going to indicate that they never knew of the excessive heat risk or that plastic fields generate that much heat or that the field temperature may exceed 174 degrees Fahrenheit. Since this is now on video, when you're subpoenaed, you will not be able to deny knowing the facts. You will be deliberately subjecting young children to temperatures measured by a respected Big Ten research university at more than 174 degrees Fahrenheit. 
So for the turf fields, any team playing on it will not only have to hire a referee, but you will be required to have a licensed doctor for safety reasons because of the excessive heat and obtain oxygen tanks and cooling fans for each game like the professionals. Finally, all this excessive heat from the turf fields add to global warming and climate change. Chicago Cubs play on natural grass. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. He's... That's the Muppet dude. And I guess uh, he's going to run for mayor or whatever. I don't know. Oh. Hans or Ham Hammond. Hammond. Hammond yeah. and eggs. He's going to cook Hammond and eggs on the AstroTurf. Yeah. He keep just going, comes up. Keep, keep going against everything the city's trying to do, which is good for the community now and in the future to see how, how long that's going to, how, how many votes you're going to get there. <laughs> I go, dude, number one. Take your face three feet away from the microphone. He's like swallowing the microphone. I'm trying to listen to this guy. Used to that. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's like I, I, I think some of the people who the aldermen that are were opposed to it that are now coming on not only are becoming done with their terms, but also they just don't have a leg to stand on. I mean, well, we had a crap load of water come through and it's like, Oh yeah, I guess it does make sense. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even, it's not even the rain we got. It's the uneducated people. Like those people that are opposed to it probably haven't set foot on that field. The only time they do that is on the 4th of July. Yeah. Well, they had ah, a couple. Right, right. that school shoes that field. Well, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And you know what? The schools should are going to use it, and they should be paying for use of it too. Yeah. Because they charge they charge the rec and people if they want to use their gym. So the school, yeah, they're going to get a chance to use that new field for gym classes and all that. But you know what? Scratch. There's a fee for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no longer can just be you know sure everyone use it. Well, it, it, public sentiment must be that, uh, look, people may want, not want a homecoming parade, but they sure want that turf. Because if they're all on board. I would right? compare it to the homecoming stuff because half the people in this town don't even realize what homecoming used to be. So. Yeah. Well, we're all newcomers, you know. Evidently. So that, that was, that was Welcome a good meeting. all the newcomers. Thank you. When do I stop being being a newcomer, Scoo? When probably when you stop saying I'm a newcomer. Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've been here what five years now. I'm, you know, I'm new to the community. <laughs> well, I'm just asking you as an old timer. Like, yeah. no offense. Like, what is it? Five years? Is that the magic number? Ten? There's no magic number. It's, it's oh. when you decide as a human being. Oh, all right. I'm. I'm not. You know, I'm gonna call myself a newcomer, and I'm part of the community. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I right, am a that's... resident of Lake Forest. I don't, I don't tag well, myself we, as a newcomer give, or an oldcomer. <laughs> well, I guess when we give grief to the caucus and we say it's a bunch of newcomers, when is it? When are they not newcomers on there? When do we classify them? That's my point. When when they don't consider themselves newcomers, and when they stop labeling themselves as newcomers. Well, they just moved. And, and or but we're the ones flipping, flipping the switch saying, 
we don't need any old timers in the community on the caucus because they don't know what they're doing. They're talking about preserving everything in the past. (laughs) Duly noted. Strong point. Strong point. But I I think there's an underlying, you know, you mentioned the caucus. I think there's an underlying premise to be on the caucus that if you're, if you've moved in here prior to 2005, you're old. 2005. Okay. 17 years is the just, mark. Just looking at some of the people that are on there. Yeah. Their time moved in. Well, you really I guess, see any old timers, as they say. I don't think you would call them old timers. And I think I call them babysitters, right? Adult in the room. <laughs> so I, is that why Novitz is on there? What when, when when yeah. <laughs> we need we need one of the old guys on here to kind of you know connect the past and the present, make sure we're doing yeah. the right thing so no one right. no one uh, can say you're just a bunch of newcomers. <laughs> we have okay. someone an old a timer now. Yeah, how old is, is Novitz? Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like Forrest. <laughs> well, you know. Can he be alderman again? Just, just saying. I'm sure he could. I'm sure he could. I, that I kind of defeats the purpose of volunteerism and like force that he keeps recycling the same people. Uh, I haven't heard anything about uh, any new mayors coming up. I, I did hear them interview. They did. I think they narrowed it down, didn't they? Well, I heard uh, Pruitt's name quite a bit at that last council meeting. Oh yeah, yeah. I I would bet. If I was a gambling guy, yeah, I would throw my money. I keep hearing her name too, especially like at that last. We'd like to thank. She's going to be the uh, proof for you. Uh, The group that we have put together for this project has lived up to some of the lofty expectations uh, and accomplishments of past groups, and is a testament again to the Lake Forest way of doing things and planning in a thoughtful and long-term way for projects of this magnitude. And so I see our chair of the advisory group, Prue Beidler, is in attendance. And, and so I just want to, on behalf of the city staff in particular, thank her and the group that she uh, so successfully led in helping get us to this point. Uh, Alderman Weber. <laughs> thank you. Um, first, I want to say just a huge thanks to um, Chair Beidler. I want to thank former Alderman Beidler for her work and working as a cohesive unit. Uh, thank you. I also want to start with thanking Prue Beidler. Um, Alderman Rummel. Uh, thank you. And, uh, uh, you know, Prue, you and I go back a ways. And thank you for this project as well. So, And your committee. Uh, you had a super committee. Thanks uh, to the staff. Gonzones and to approve for your committee. She'll be, and she'll be good. She'll be the, uh, I think she's going to be the caucus. Yeah. Recommendation. Is uh, Rummel going to, she going to do Rogue? I don't know. You know, she sure seems like she wants to, but I'm sure if she doesn't get it, I'm, you know, she'd have to talk to her. You well, know, I'm sure they're, they're, she talked to her pack and all that stuff to determine if it makes sense financially. Well, yeah, the budget. I'm sure she run. had a heck of a budget for lawn signs. Oh, she's got she's got a force behind her. So, yeah, I'm sure she'll 
I don't think she'll go quietly in the night, but you never know. Okay. All right. So right now it's Prue. I think. It sounds Prue, like it. Just Prue everyone... for you, Scoo. <laughs> it just Scoo sounds and like Prue. it. 20... Prue and Scoo 2022. That's it. <laughs> How about the Bears? You know, when uh, Fields not a Bears that, fan? that first pick, it's entertainment. You know what I mean? It's oh, it's like the yeah. stock market. You know, you do fantasy like football. Anything that a lot of people like to get into, I just get away from it. You know, it, I do fantasy sports. I like seeing the numbers. Um, I don't associate myself with it. It's like, it's like going to a movie. You know, it's like going to a movie. It's entertainment. But I did, I did turn it on. You played football? I did. It was a business. I got my school paid for and that, you know, get, get my fake joints and split. So it's a business, but I saw Fields throw that first pick. I go, and then I turn it back on. And then there's, they're, they're wallowing around in the sewer water. It like forest. Right. See some of those gushers. Well, oh, I was goodness. a, I was a typical bear fan. I, I got a story. You'll love this one. Yeah. So I'm watching the game in the first half, just getting like, this is brutal. <laughs> I feel bad for the Bears. They just suck. And on top of it, the 49ers suck. So uh, Pam's like, I'm going to the store. You want to go? I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> you chose the store over the Bears? Oh, it gets better. All right. So she's like, well, do you want to go up? Because we usually go up to Woodman's for the big hall in Kenosha. And she said, well, you know, we could, I don't know if I want to go up to Kenosha because it's raining and all this, but you know, we should go over to the one in Deerfield, you know, since our governor was so kind to remove the grocery tax, True. maybe we should go there because we don't get taxes. I'm telling you, we go up to Woodman's in Kenosha and it's like $300 of uh, groceries and it's like tax zero. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, and the, Prices are much, much lower. Uh, so we go over to Woodman's and we're going down Deerfield Road, <laughs> past Deerfield, and it just freaking, and Pam's like, we're driving into it. It's like, look at those freaking clouds. It's like, I mean, Came it's like hard. a black plume. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's just like, whoa. And it's, I mean, I'm like, crap, I can't. White see. knuckle. Oh, it was. And I got looking for a in front of me. And we finally pass. get there. And Pam's like, well, I'm not going in there. <laughs> I mean, it's sideways, literally. And just sheets. I mean, it's hitting the passenger side. and it's Sideways just, rain. Yeah. Forest and then on, on, on my side, it's just like a waterfall of water. I'm like, holy shit. This is, well, we'll just wait it out, right? Yeah. And uh, so we're sitting there and it's like, there's not a lot of cars. And I, and I parked like one row away from the entrance. So I'm like, we're going to make a mad dash. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm missing the rest of the Bears game. And I, of course, I get home and they won. I'm like, are you kidding me? So, Scoo, uh, yeah. you're telling me to reach out to Toadstool Pub, ask for Toad. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> September 24th, they got a gig with the, uh, the Mosquitoes are in there. 
a band the called the Mosquitoes Jam Band. Hmm. They're pretty good. I know. I, I know them. What do they play? Uh, they there's probably a dozen of them in there. You'll hear some Grateful Dead, all that stuff. Go that you like to... away, <laughs> you like that? You like that? You caught some of the uh sassholes. I see that. Um, that's like a mainstay song here. It doesn't matter who's in the band. Uh, that's a part we learned that like a week ago. And how, how did that go at MT Barrel? Uh, we got paid, which is good. Sister opened up, which she should have been the headlining, but they put us up because they didn't want to stay up late. And then they liked what we were playing, so they stuck around anyways. Uh, it was good to get the rust off, you know. I think C plus perform. Nah, C, give it a C. Uh, wow. Base the bass player definitely needs work, but uh, really, uh, I heard he is a, a chick magnet. <laughs> I did get a twenty dollar tip. Whoa! What? Get off! I got three sparrows or whatever they're called fighting outside my window. <laughs> I don't they're think that's. I don't think that's fighting. Green. <laughs> I don't think that's fighting. I know. <laughs> G-rated. <laughs> oh. Wow! So I got a, I got a twenty dollar tip. Uh, nice. Yeah. It was very. Most ever got was like a, a, a ten spot, but twenty that was you know that was nice. So it was a good show. And then the, the mosquitoes were there, and they're that's, also that's playing. A, that's a, nice of Maureen. That wasn't Maureen, and I was kind of nervous there for a little Your bit. Your sister? <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a first-time customer that was there on their first day. Long-time listener. <laughs> uh, and we played a couple slow songs, so they were able to dance, and that's when the money came Did out, they so. 20 bucks this way? Uh, <laughs> they put it in the <laughs> No, this thing was folded up about 20 times. But then, you know, you give it to the sound guy. So, so it was good. It, it was good. And then... Uh, Where's the next to, visit? I don't know. Well, about, Where's the next uh, staff hole? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think right. uh, we got I got I haven't talked to Toad yet, but I think we start with a listener party. September 24th, the Mosquitoes are playing. I will be there. Anybody that shows up, I will make sure they get a drink. And I might have some koozies that I got to move on. It's getting a little cooler in the, in the year. So we'll see who shows up. Tailgate. 8 p.m. September 24th. Toad, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are. Mosquitoes, great band. Jeff Bite, great drummer. The whole... The whole crew is good, so see you out there. Is our staff we'll, going to kind of show up for, uh, you know, open mic type of thing? Uh, no, I don't think that uh, people don't like, unless it's house equipment, people don't like to, uh, they don't want other people touching their stuff. You know what I mean? So that's a, that's a big thing. But it was good. That base will travel? Uh, I don't like people touching my bass either. Those are pretty, pretty funny. But I'm sure there's a lot, lot better people that can play it. And then uh, Ellen Sterling, 100 years. What a great time we had at her uh, her event Thursday, huh? Here, here's a picture of us there drinking beer and having cocktail weenie. What a great time. Some say I was overdressed. Uh, 
but not for there. <laughs> no, good for them. Good for them. Uh, Ellen, uh, good, good for you. 100 years. Um, and then how about the queen? Oh, I know. You know, the funny thing is it's too bad that, uh, she, she, uh, moved along before Ellen Kemp got on, because I think I, I saw in Ellen's thing, they did a dis- dress display of 70 years honoring the queen, 70 years of dresses in the window. Before she passed? No, after. Oh, after. Okay. I said, that's good. And timing. I'm sure she even probably met the queen in her travels. Well, 100 been... years, you met a couple queens. And then how about that, Charles? I'm man? talking of England. A... Yeah. That... <laughs> that Charles, he's a miserable sort, isn't he? I don't know him personally. <laughs> I just saw how he was treating his staff when he wouldn't even touch a piece of paper to move it over. He's kind of shooing, you know, whatever, whatever. So, King rest Charles. in peace, Queen. King Charles, Charles. Cavalier. Is that where they it's got the a... dog? King Charles Cavalier? <laughs> is, that, is that the name the of the dog? That's the name of a dog. Did I tell you about the lady that hit my mirror on my driver's side mirror? At, at Woodlands? Grocery store at Woodman's. <laughs> Is it Wood- Woodman's or Woodlands? Woodman's. Woodman's, okay. Highly recommend she- going there. They got some great food there. Well, they but also got- just FYI, it's not as inexpensive as like going up to Kenosha. Kenosha is worth the drive. Yeah. A bunch of money. Well, we got a lot of uh, support from Kenosha. Just kind of crazy. We got very little support from Lake Forest, but Kenosha loves us and, and Waukegan. Just saying, guys. What what do you think? What do you think of the impending uh, rail strike that's supposed to be happening this week? I've been hearing about that for a while, and I think uh I guess I just, you could go to the when, days when the, of Harry Harry Truman and then after World War II, there was quite a bit of uh strikes going on. So I mean, these I guys can be parking trains on crossing gates and all that, where you can't drive over them. I mean, what's what's going to happen there? I think at the last minute something's going to happen. You think? I, yeah, I do, because that it didn't get any worse than when Harry Truman went through all this, and I think that uh, they they'll learn their lessons at the last minute. We'll get a deal done. And if it does happen, it won't be more than a couple. Why? Of days. Why the last minute? Why not just get a deal done now? Uh, leverage. Yeah. I'm so not a professional negotiator. I'm just saying two yeah. unions, right? Yeah. So we got that going on, and then uh, SIU is playing Northwestern this uh, Saturday. SIU had some high hopes, and not so much anymore. Gouch are playing Libertyville. Ooh, our tribal. Our tribal. Homecoming, but nobody cares. I will try to watch it. People do. Yeah. People do care. Let's not say people don't care. Oh, all right. Just not as much as they used to. (laughs) Go, uh, go scouts. Go scouts. Here, let's give the uh, hacks to Libertyville. There used to be a smoke'em award, but uh, a rivalry award, but that was discontinued for some unknown reason too. Wayne Whitmore smoke'em award, no longer Libertyville. Smoke'em, 
smoke them if you got them. Like Wayne Whitmore was a coach, football coach for Lake Forest and Libertyville, and they created for years the Wayne Whitmore Award, Smoke Them Award, goes to the winner of this game. Unfortunately, that was discontinued too. So was there a trophy that was passed back and forth? Yeah, there was. Who's got the last one? Uh, I can't remember, but I think it was it was discontinued in the early 2000s, and I think it was all tied to you know competition. We don't want to we don't want to you know create (laughs) my feelings. We want everyone happy. (laughs) That's the problem. I think that's when the homecoming stopped. The parade stopped. Probably yeah. No, I think parade stopped later than that. You know, the mayor of Lake Forest and the mayor of Libertyville could have like a bet on, uh, you know, uh, a Gerhardt's uh, suite and a Libertyville. uh, What's Libertyville? What's Liberty? (laughs) Subways? (laughs) No, Libertyville is a great town. They have tons of restaurants. Actually, they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, O'Toole. um, O'Toole. Not O'Toole's, but uh, going to leave. Obviously not enough. Not enough. Well, maybe if we play their school, maybe. (laughs) We thank you for listening and watching the Lake Forest Podcast. Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers and listeners just like you. Shark Guy Beach Fishing is a premier South Florida beach fishing experience out of Longboat Key, Florida. Their world-renowned captains not only put you on the fish, but to help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on Facebook or at SharkGuyBeachFishing.com to schedule an outing. Shark Guy is your guy for your next charter. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Reverend Luke Back from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Coastal Lance, Otto, RDM, Johnny C. We'd like to thank the Breakfast Club of Lake Forest, Captain Mike's in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the Brat Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin as well, the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan, Illinois, and then the Greentown Tavern in Waukegan.